Kat. And I'm Kurt, and you're listening to Cat and Kurt's TV Review. Welcome to episode 27, You've Changed So Much. This week, we're discussing season 2, episode 14 of Buffy, Innocence, and season 2, episode 12 of Doctor Who, Army of Ghosts. As always, we suggest you watch the episodes before you listen to the podcast. Also, if you haven't done so already, you may want to listen to our first podcast to get an idea of our methodology. Okay, Innocence, part two of a very heavy (laughs) two-parter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Really good. Quite a lot going on here. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Yeah, a lot happens in these episodes. And... (laughs) Um, and, and a lot, I'll say this up front. I mean, not that you probably couldn't already get a sense of this, but, uh, these are episodes that will continue to have import throughout the entire series, as well as Angel, uh, the series Angel. So, you know, I mean, again, you may have realized that already, but just sort of want to make that explicit, um, right. You know, comment there. Yeah. Well, I mean... Buffy is pretty much, you know, stated at the end that even though she can't quite kill him yet, that that is on her to-do list. <laughs> and Yeah, well, he's a bad guy now. Yeah, and, and even, if, even if he changed back, it's hard to see them recovering from this, or at least it's, it would be very difficult to sort of go back to the way things were before. You know, even though, you know, it's really not his fault at all. You know, it's not like he had any real choice in the matter, yeah. I guess. Well, it's okay. That's yeah, that's interesting. We can talk through some of that. But yeah, like it is unclear how much he knows about his own curse. Yeah. So it's at this point. Yeah, I, I'm not sure he necessarily knew what would happen. Right. When they when they did what they did. <laughs> right. Um, right. I guess. Well, that's true. I didn't really think about that. Because if he did know, then then by implication, should he be keeping himself from any sort of, you know, happy relationship for fear of, you know, going back to what he used to be? So mm-hmm. if he did know, then maybe that does implicate him a little bit for sort of taking a risk that he knew, you know, right. what happened. But, you know, but maybe he didn't, like you say, maybe he had no idea. Maybe he knew he had a curse placed on him, but didn't know about this sort of fail-safe in the event mm-hmm. that he was no longer really suffering. <laughs> so, in which case, yeah. I mean, that's how I originally was sort of taking it. So then, you know, you really can't fault him at all um, for sort of trying to be happy (laughs) seems like a reasonable thing but yeah well exactly like it's it's hard yeah it's it's hard to know i don't and i'm not and actually that's is that that something we ever really do they ever address that i've never really considered that question before so it'll be interesting going through to see if they do talk about what his knowledge is Mm -hmm. um I don't I don't want to make any um, sort of deductions based on. Well, so obviously we've already talked about that. There's another whole series, Angel, okay. that lasts for a number of seasons. So. Whether or not 
Buffy kills him, he either continues to live or comes back somehow. Yes. <laughs> is that is that an ambiguous Angel, enough way to state that? <laughs> right. Well, and that that <laughs> like, may that may we may like have to some, echo that statement in a in another discussion a little bit later about how yeah. in these sci-fi and fantasy stories sometimes you know that a, a character continues to be a player and you can't help mm-hmm. but know that because you see spin-off media or whatever but then right. but then we don't as we're watching the first time you don't know what that means like right. i don't know what how he changes or if he if he you know if he leaves or if he dies and how he comes back like all the like or like right. is right. is the angel of the spin-off like the angel that we've seen um it's a good or question. You know, yeah. So well, and yeah. And, so and we, so, the so only... even though we know certain things, that doesn't <laughs> mean I know what I think I know. Is <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like Willow says, I know something's happening, not in the sense of actually knowing it, yeah. but just I know something's going on. No, I think I think uh, my my only point, sort of, in going there is to say, regardless of, you know, we know that Angel continues in the story somehow, even to the point where he becomes the focus of his own story. But, um, you know, after this point, he certainly does know, you know, this sort of thing can happen, you know, that it's possible in this world. So, you know, how does he react going forward? I think sort of based on that, we can deduce that he didn't know before, (laughs) beforehand. Um, and that's again. I, I don't want to like. I'm trying not to give spoilers or anything, so I I, I don't want to talk too much more about that. I think we can also look at the fact that Jenny, who came from the tribe, you know, who cursed him, didn't even know didn't exactly know how yeah. it would would work. Um, if we're to believe her, which I I think we can in this case. Yeah, like, because I, I think she's. I think so because I think what she says to the uncle is consistent with how she's acted around Buffy and the others. Yeah. Like she's not, well, and she, she's not, she's not a double agent who says one thing and then goes to the uncle and, and mm-hmm. shows her true colors or tells something. It seems like that what she's arguing for with her uncle makes sense given like how we've seen her act and, and right. you know, that she's been more in the dark, you know, before and, and been conflicted about her, the part that she has to play and everything. So I haven't got right. the idea that she's this secret double agent for at no, least, no, at least I, not with malicious intentions anyway. Right. Especially because we see those interactions with her uncle and yeah. we see sort of, I don't know if outrage is the right term, but, yeah, but her, like, her, 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 you know, she's like, this is madness. This is, you know, ridiculous. And, and, and well, we serve vengeance, not justice, you know, and like right. this kind of weird, but she's like, you know, and and I think there's some metaphorical stuff going on there too. You, you know, you can you can sort of um, play that out. But I think just sort of in her relation with her uncle, you know, she's like, why why would you ever do that? Why would you let him go back to being the way that he was? Like, right? Well, and that's, he killed lots of people, and that's like, the that thing makes that, no sense. That's the thing. It's like it's not even that she like disagrees with their tactics. It's even more than that. It's like what you're doing makes no sense. Like, you want him to suffer, but you're kind of making him revert to being the monster, which it's like Angel's not even in there anymore. Like, the human, you know, it's like the humanity's gone. It's just the, it's just the demon. So, the demon's not suffering. The demon's having a ball. So, this is not even, 
achieving whatever vengeance the uncle's really talking right. about. Right. He's lost his soul again. Yeah. So you brought the soul back so that the soul would suffer. But yeah, the demonic part of him yeah, and, is clearly happy. And the de- yeah, the demon is having a field day and it's all it's doing is, you know, giving that demon free reign to go, you know, behave as it's always behaved, you know? Right. So it, I mean, not only is it sort of a kind of a cruel and ruthless way to deal with it, it really makes no logical sense, even in terms of their own ideal mm-hmm. of vengeance, really. Right. So um, you can kind of see her frustration, yeah. like, you know, both si- both sort of disagreeing with their methods, but also, like, being like, you know, you people have just lost it. Um, you know. And it's And it's that... It's that idea of um, sort of, you know, clashing of the old world and new world sort of mentality, yeah. right? So she, you know, she's, you know, she's a first generation American <laughs> of a family of immigrants, kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, you know, it's that, it's that traditional values sort of things which don't fit in with sort of the modern culture or at least making them fit in isn't always easy, you know, and, and not that you want to give one up for the other, um, in either case, but it's, it's, it seems like there's definitely a clash there and, and, and she's sort of figuring out how to resolve that. Yeah. Um, and we, and, and sort of signifies, you know, that sort of signified, I think, by the fact that, that, uh, the uncle says, you know, we can't curse him again. Right. The, the man, or no, Buffy tells her to curse him again. And right. she says, um, sorry, Jenny says, uh, you can't, you know, those magics have been lost to my people. Like, it's it's not even possible to do that anymore. And you kind of got to wonder, like, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe you were just fooling yourself all along that what you did was really vengeance in any meaningful way. Like, maybe it would have just been better to hunt him down and kill him. Right. <laughs> you know, in the beginning. Um you know, especially at this point where now it's like whatever, you know, however, I, and I forget even how long I think we hear somewhere. I don't know if it's in this episode or, or another one, you know, sort of when that curse happened. But, you know, it's say 100 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, w- what's the meaning of that if now he just goes out and kills a bunch of people again? Right. Like, right. why, what was good of his being tortured during that period, you know, or, or having a tortured soul or whatever? Right. So, right. Anyway. Yeah. No. So that is kind of, and I guess like, since we got talking about Jenny, then we could go back to talking about like Angel and the other characters. <laughs> Actually talking about Angel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is interesting though, that even though, um, Jenny, I mean, like we see her with the uncle. So I guess we kind of can see that she has sincerity and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I did think it was really interesting that Buffy and Giles, um, turn their back on her by the end. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. And I actually, like, even though I'm not, like, happy to see her sort of exiled from the group or I don't think she necessarily deserves that, it was actually really nice to see Giles stand with Buffy. Like, even Mm. though it's like, okay, I'm not rooting for their relationship to be wrecked or anything, but, like, I kind of wanted to cheer Giles in that moment a little bit, you know, because... Mm -hmm. He's he's a really he's generally really supportive of Buffy, but you know not always. Sometimes it's you don't get the sense that um, 
that they're a hundred percent aligned or that, you know, there's a hundred percent confidence. But this was like one moment when, you know, he really said, I'm with you. And if you've decided someone isn't part of the team anymore, it doesn't matter. Like I'm with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that shows growth in Buffy sort of as a leader, but also in Giles's faith in Buffy yeah. as a leader. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's sort of the, a two prong there. Um, it also puts a different perspective on Jenny's whole distancing herself from Giles after she was attacked. Yeah. You know, earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, it, because obviously it's not the same situation. So it's, it, you know, it can't be a sort of one to one thing, but it, it makes you wonder like how, how much she was sort of, like, what was she thinking during that time? Like, you know, she and and she brings it up here, you know, Angel saved my life. So, like, you know, it's it's clearly and, and referring back to that Halloween episode, mm-hmm. right, where or um, no, it wasn't Halloween. It was it was the other one with Ethan, um, with Giannis and yeah, and all of that. No, Halloween was. Wait, which one was it? <laughs> oh, I gone. I gone. Yeah, that's right. Yes. It was the Dark Age. Yeah. Sorry, man. I totally had a mind melt there for a minute. Um where, yeah, where she was possessed by the demon and whatever, and then Angel saved her. And so you almost wonder, like, was it even Giles that she was trying to get away from? Or was it, like, her sort of duty to watch Angel right. sort of trying to figure out some of that, you know, her responsibility versus yeah. what might be a better way to, you know, work with Angel and that kind of thing? Like, Yeah, or as kind of maybe, like, and maybe, it could be complex. Maybe, it could be a so, both thing. It doesn't have to be either or. You know what I mean? Like it could yeah, be like, complex. Maybe almost like a favor even, like as like, you know, you did me a good turn and so I'm gonna back off a little bit and right. you know, kinda get out of your way, maybe. Um right. right. And 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 there's the whole illusion in the in the previous episode, you know, where she's talking with her uncle when he first comes and visits her. You know, it's like, oh, well, I would have written by her. Like, maybe she, you know, maybe she's willfully dragging her feet, yeah. you know, so to speak, yeah. to give, like, these reports that she's supposed to be yeah. giving or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the impression I got. Um, so. So, yeah, it, I but, mean, I, I, on the one hand, I'm cheering Giles. On the other, it's like, it is, it's, you know, we know that she right. is on their side. And she really just does want to help. Um Right. So right. and 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 it's also like Giles is standing with Buffy though, like she betrayed him as much as she betrayed Buffy, yeah. or or at least or almost as much at least, yeah. um, you know, in or in different ways or whatever. Maybe it's an apples to oranges comparison, but you know, it's like she definitely betrayed Giles too. Like it's not like Giles is a disinterested third party and just happens to be picking Buffy's side to be on. Right. Like she hurt him as well, and so you know, that maybe helps his, yeah. <laughs> you know, decision to support Buffy a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, but I, I don't think it necessarily takes away from that either. Anyway. Um, but yes, we should probably, we've talked about everyone except Angel. And that's where we're going to start. Um, well, so, and, well, Angel. and do we call him Angelus now? So how much of a distinction should we be making? Yes. I mean, that's, that's pretty much right. He, yeah. He's, he is Angelus again. He's reverted to his full demonic form. So, um, you know, he takes on sort of that, uh, 
Latin persona, uh-huh. I guess. Um, and and yeah, he, uh, you know, other well, I guess other than for the brief moment at the very beginning where he's sort of going through the transformation or or retransformation or whatever, um, he's he's Angelus the whole episode. Yeah, and it's, um, and it again like going back to whether or not the curse even really makes any sense. It's kind of interesting that he's sort of, um, you know, when the, when the woman offers to help him, like thinking that he's sick or something in the street. Um, and then he Mm -hmm. turns and attacks her. He gets up and says, you know, the pain is gone. I feel just fine. So even this idea of him suffering as a vampire, it's like, no, he's not in pain at all. Actually. Like once he's back in as a vampire, He's back yeah. to full strength and everything. So, again, it's kind of an interesting, like, it, it really isn't making him suffer from what we can see. Mm-hmm. Like, it, all it did was banish the humanity. And he's back to sort of being, reveling in his evil again. Yeah, um, He and, seems and he... more like, even more like the Drew kind of insanely violent than like, Spike is seeming sort of mild now in comparison to those two. I think those two are kind of off their rockers a little bit. And suddenly Spike doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Drew is definitely more uh, insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But and Angel, maybe Angel, Angel is, in, is more like he's more calculating. And yeah, yeah, he's definitely more yeah. calculating. He's 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 the guy. Well, yeah. And, and you just see that like. Like Spike is just like, you know, well, again, you know, he's, he's that rock star mentality. He's like, let's go have some fun destroying the world. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's, you know, tear up the bed sheets and, you know, set fire to the hotel room. Right. <laughs> like that's, that's Spike. He's, yeah. he's total rock star, a hooligan kind of yeah. personality. Angel is Angelus, I should say is evil mastermind. Yeah. Right. he, he gets off on watching people suffer yeah. and that's, you know, he, he's okay with taking his time, you know? Yeah. No. And it's very he, personal and very specific and very yeah. targeted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so you can sort of get the sense, um, w- you know, with what he's doing to Buffy with kind of what he might have done with Drew. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like uh, he even says, uh, you know, I came here to give you a message. And Buffy's like, well, why don't you tell me to my face? And he's like, well, it's sort of the message where you find your friends dead. And, you yeah. know, like yeah. it's it's not the kind right. of message you tell. It's which we know that's what he did with Drew. He killed all her friends right. and family. Right. And and um, that's what he did with the gypsy, you know, people. He killed the woman and all, you know, her family. Like, it, you know, this is he's he's savoring it right? right like he's he's yeah right he's anyway. the, the serial killer who has like a specific you know ritual yeah. that he has to go through and you know yeah. a certain yeah. method that he likes to yeah. employ and everything and i don't know if it's even that um that particularly like I, I don't know if i'd say serial killer quite as far as like oh you know he always uses this you know particular aspect or whatever but he definitely he definitely is closer to that i think than like sort of the insane killer or the i'm just in it for the fun like right. you know drew and spike respectively right and drew um, even says um 
you want to hurt her just like you hurt me. So Drew kind of recognized right. that too. It's like, right. oh, this is how you do things. Um, right, right. Which it's um, it's weird. And again, it's that thing of... Um, it, it, it's funny how Drew and Spike kind of have the same sort of attitude as the gypsies, which, again, makes no kind of sense, which is that before when he's the human angel, that's when they want to... You know, I mean, they want to use him to get Drew back, so that's one thing. But also, it's like mm-hmm. Drew specifically tortured him and taunted him with what he did and, like, used all that anger of, you know, kind of her memory of what he did to her and everything for vengeance. But now that the vampire's back, who's really the one who did all that stuff, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, father's back. Isn't this great? And... And really, right? Because he's one of them now. Isn't right. the other vampire the one who really deserves to have, to be the one to suffer, to have like the vengeance taken out on him? So it's again that thing of, it's a little bit confused. Like, what's the vampire and the human, and who actually deserves justice for the evil acts and everything? Right. Well, and it's, um, you know, a few weeks ago when we were talking about. Right. When they captured him, when they captured Angel and drew, uh, she has that one line, say uncle. Oh, right. You killed my uncle. You know, it's like, but you get the feeling like she doesn't really care about the fact that he killed her. Like as a vampire, you know what I mean? Like she's not, that doesn't matter to her. It's just, it's what she can use as her excuse to continue torturing him. Right. Right. So like, I think that's part of it too. Like, yeah, like Angelus as the vampire was the one who did all these evil things to them. Um, cause you know, and again, he, he was Spike's sire too. Right. So he was both of their sires. Right. They're the sire to both of Which them. Which again, uh, they're whatever. like this weird little family Incestuous, now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and yeah, well, and, and drew, you know, my angel is too smart to face the judge again, which is even before she knows that he's turned back to Angelus. Right. Yeah. She's calling him my angel. Like there's still this sort of weird, daddy attachment affection yeah yeah Yeah, like um and and you definitely get the sense when he comes back with spike you get the sense of he's not too happy about it in in a certain respect like he's happy to see his buddy but at the same time spike's not too happy there yeah spike's not too happy like like there's some jealousy going on there especially Considering that he's somewhat emasculated in his wheelchair there. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, anyway, so, um, so yeah, I, I think from, from Angelus's perspective, like, yeah, he definitely likes to be the, the, the psychological torturer. Mm-hmm. And we see that with, with what he does sort of to Buffy and the way he, he treats her. Um, but there is also, like, you do have to wonder, like, along with Spike, who voices pretty much, you know, Spike, who has no filter, yeah. um, you know, pretty much just says whatever he's thinking. Um, he's like, yeah, we were going to destroy the world. And all you did is, like, make a teenage girl cry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how exactly does this help us again? Yeah. You know, what's going on here? Right. But, right. Um, right. Well, Spike is really, like, practical. Like, yeah, like what really is the ultimate and, purpose of... and immediate gratification? Yeah, like it's it's not only I think you're right, he's practical, but it's it's like a practicality of what will get me the most bang for my. What's buck the right point? Now. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? this yeah. seems like kind of a fruitless 
avenue to go in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but he's also the one who is seeming to like, you know, he came in sort of all guns blazing, but now he's realized what a uh, opponent Buffy is, and he's kind of ready to get out of there. Um, it's sort of like we've sort of exhausted our potential, at least before mm-hmm. Angelus comes back. Um, mm-hmm. And seems kind of like he's not really, and maybe that might be like from where he's sitting in the wheelchair, but he's sort of ready to sort of give up on the Buffy Hellmouth situation, I think, and go find some other less difficult targets out there. <laughs> yeah, well, and of course they have the judge now, so they're thinking, you know, he'll help out with the, the Buffy situation a bit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I think he's the first one in and the first one out yeah. <laughs> in a lot of circumstances. Yeah. Like he's he's ready to go in and, and tear things up, but you know, you slap him on the cheek too hard and he'll turn tail and, and run, I think is yeah. and, and I think we've seen that already in in uh you know, a couple of like the Halloween episode where, you know, he kinda looks around when everyone changes back, um, you know, yeah. from their costumed form into their regular form he's like okay i don't have the support i thought i had so i'm gonna leave now i'm pretty much just gonna bung out of here um so yeah uh as far as angel um we've kind of gotten away from talking about sort of metaphor of the week which i think is okay like there's it's not been as strong certainly i think um as it was in the first season but um, you know, there's certainly some, some things here, you know, okay, sleep with a guy, he turns into a monster, right. you know, like it's <laughs> yeah. pretty, yeah. there's some pretty, and, and I mean, and I said that kind of jokingly, but I mean, there've been some pretty deep studies, yeah. <laughs> um, based on, on this particular episode, um, and, and sort of the whole situation there in general. Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely one of the things that, that, that is looked at time and time again in, in, in Buffy scholarship. Um. But yeah, that 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 whole scene where Buffy goes back to his apartment, um, you're, like she kind of goes home first, and then she decides to go to the apartment just like one more time, just to look for him again. Or I don't know what she's really thinking. We never really get full idea of what she's thinking. And then yeah. he's there. Yeah. And the complete change, um, even though Spike does sort of criticize him for not like immediately killing her. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I, you know, he's right. If this is how you want to torture, yeah, a young woman, yep, he's he's, he's got it, figured it out, yeah. Um, so right. I don't know. And I, she's and and on the one hand, it's sort of like, well, he's so different. How could she even not see it right away? But you know, she's coming at it from the experience of a worrying, like out of her mind, worried about where he is, and then mm-hmm. also coming from the 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 point of view of looking to him for some sort of validation and getting sort of the slap in the face right back. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, like really, really effective and really uncomfortable to watch. It is an uncomfortable scene. Um, Yeah. And, and just all the, I mean, you know, it's like (laughs) sort of the, the quintessential, like, all right, the guy you're dating is a total douchebag. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but you're the only one who doesn't see it kind of thing, (laughs) you know, um, talking to friends who might, uh, who might not see 
the person they're dating in the same way that everyone else kind of sees that person. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and all of that. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but it, it's just, it's one of these episodes, like you said, it is uncomfortable to watch and it, it, it sort of reminds you again, like we've been reminded in other ways that Buffy is a teenage girl, but it's, you know, it's another one of these things that, that sort of pulls you back to say like, okay, you know, yeah, she's had to grow up. Yeah. She's had to, uh, do a lot of things that your average teenager doesn't have to do, but you know, this is her first true love, you know, for her. And yeah, based on the explanation we're given, we have to believe that for like, it might not be angels first true love, Mm -hmm. but certainly the first in a long time in many lifetimes, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is his, yeah. um, you know, his moment of true happiness. However, you choose to define that. Yeah. Is, the first one what... in, in hundreds of years, probably since, you know, certainly yeah. since he's um, changed. Certainly since he was cursed. Yeah. Probably since he was a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um, right. Because you can't really imagine the vampire having sort of true love and happiness the same yeah. way that a human does. Well, Although you've you've questioned Although that you know, is how, true. what what is the humanity of a vampire? So I, I I would I would point point out at this juncture that you know maybe we're That's still to debate. question yeah. that, but but I would say that no, I think you're right that like the way the know, way Angelus was, it's hard to see that character and the way that he like I think like I'm definitely questioning it, and I'm like as I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking well. What Spike seems to feel for Drew seems to be genuine affection and concern, mm-hmm. you know. Now, and, and the judge even said, yeah, you stink yes, of humanity, yes. right? You like, stink of I mean, humanity, so... and, yeah. Um, so, but it's, so maybe it's jumping the gun to say I can't imagine that a vampire has had that. But from what we've heard about Angelus, and which has been sort of supported by how he acts when he turns back, it's hard for me to imagine Angelus as a vampire mm-hmm. having true, you know, in the same way that like, yeah. you know, an absolute sociopath, you know, it's sort of like they're not feeling the same, you know, it, I mean, we'll I don't see. know. We'll see. Yeah, okay. we'll see. Well, I mean, so let's not forget that um, we also know that at one point he had a relationship with Darla. That is true. Um, who we haven't seen since, you know, the first season. Right, so, she got dusted. Um, she got dusted. So we may or may not learn more about that whole okay. side of things as well. But I'm just saying, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, think, I think your sense, though, is right. That with Angelus, I doubt he ever had a moment of true happiness as a vampire, you know, yeah. a full vampire Angelus. Like it... You know, his drive seems to be to make other people he, you know, again, sort of like that, that, that bully who, you know, is unpleased with himself. So he has to torture everyone else kind of, you know, kind of thing. Um, That's that's sort of the sense I get anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So. So, yeah, so he's kind of a dick. He uh, is a dick. And Buffy Buffy kicks him in his nuts at the end. She she she. Handles it pretty well. 
uh, <laughs> by that fair. point. It seems fair. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's hard to argue with it. I mean, as a guy, I can't say I wholly approve of ever getting kicked there, but I, I can't say that he wasn't asking that he for didn't it. have it coming. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he, he uh, yeah, no. And I guess now, now the question becomes, you know, can Buffy do it? Will she mm-hmm. get to the point where, I mean, I kind of like how they said, um, that kind of rang true to me where, you know, Giles said, he's trying to make it harder for you. And Buffy said, he's Mm -hmm. making it easier. Like, you know, any, any of the conflict of, oh, he's turned evil, but you know, I, I can't do anything to him. That's just going to go away. It seems to me like even by, even as the episode's progressing, he's pushing her so far that, you know, because really, you know, to keep him alive doesn't preserve the angel that she knew in any way. You know, no. at that point, it's... it's Well, and, and now that she knows from Jenny that it's not reversible. Not reversible, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, at least in that particular way, right? Yes. Right. Um, the... Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's great. And that's, you know, I mean, of course, it's sort of like the climactic, you know fight scene between lovers or at least former lovers at this point, you know, and, and, and really, uh, yeah, really well done. I, I I guess I wanted to sort of pause here too and and just talk about, um, the episode overall. Cause like, um, this, I mean, it's a good episode. I like the episode. I think you've said that you, you enjoyed it. Um, this is in fact the highest rated as far as viewership, uh, goes the highest rated episode in the entire Buffy series. Oh, so wow. we have now seen both the lowest rated <laughs> and the highest rated episodes. Um, if we remember okay. back to the first season when, where we saw, um, you know, the one with the puppet there, uh-huh. I forget what that's even called now off the top of my head, but, I think uh, it was the puppet show, wasn't it? The puppet show. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, but this is the highest rated one. And I actually wanted to mention, so it kind of, um, there's sort of a recurring, um, you know, like nowadays with a lot of shows, we get like the winter finale, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of shows that are that are sort of your your standard full, full, uh, full run shows. We get sort of the winter finale and then and then the season finale um, with this show, we tend to get um around mid season now we're we're a little past the halfway point here mm-hmm. but around mid season we tend to get um sort of a, a a mini finale and and that's what this two parter sort of works itself into being yeah um and and this is this was written by Joss um so you know again we've talked about his sort you know it's typically a clue that when it's written by Joss it's going to be a pretty um, myth heavy, <laughs> right. uh, mythology heavy, um, thing, but also just wanted to point out that, um, not only was this higher view, highest viewership, um, there's in my mind anyway, and I'm not sure how prevalent this is. I haven't done enough study to really know offhand, but this episode actually also coincided with a night change in the original episode. So, um, for the first season and the first half of the second season, it the show aired on Monday nights. Starting with this episode, it went to airing on Tuesday nights. I don't know if that changed. Starting uh, with this one, so so it broke up. Starting the, with this one, interesting. Yeah, because you would think it. Yeah. you would think it would go down. 
But, yeah, and I, yeah, and that's what I mean is like I don't know how much that affected right. the viewership either either positively or negatively. I haven't. I don't even know if anyone's looked at that, and if they have, I certainly haven't seen. Yeah, I don't um, know. Like I know that there's dif- there are different that nights shows will sort of compete for what are the good nights to get. So where mm-hmm. Tuesday mm-hmm. ranks. Yeah. In the in the pecking order, I'm not sure. Um, maybe right. it's yeah. I would imagine maybe it's higher than Monday, so maybe that gave it a little. It boost. could be. Um, yeah, it could. It, it but could have. it also but, changing the the day and the time can also be risky, as Firefly found out. Yeah. So well, um, yeah. so of course they continued to do it over. And yeah, over, I so mean, that, doing that it without notice uh, to an unsuspecting yeah. audience is really yeah. not a good idea. Um, so um, it 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 could even be working. It might have gotten higher ratings, like in spite of the night change, because I could also yeah. see that like well, that, working against it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is I just don't know one way or the other. Um, but I I do want to say that despite that time change, and what, regardless of what effect that may have had on the viewership of the original airing, um, this has continued to be a critically acclaimed episode. Uh-huh. Um, First of all, it marks the first Emmy Award that the series won. Um, and actually, they won the <laughs> – I think it's kind of a, 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 a bogus um, thing. They won, they won the, their Emmy for Outstanding Makeup for a Series for this episode, okay. which seems like a, a weird award um, to win for this one in particular. But, uh-huh. you know, that's fine. They won an Emmy. For the judge, um, I guess. Yeah, maybe for the judge. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't I, – yeah, like – the story is great too. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, but like, yeah. like makeup was fine. Okay. I'm yeah. sure, like, I didn't notice the makeup. So maybe that's what makes it so good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but the, the, I mean, but it's continually, um, put at, at or near the top of lists. Um, you know, entertainment tonight had their list of tw- uh, top 25 weed inverse episodes. This came in number two, mm-hmm. number one is another Buffy episode that we will see at some point in the future. Nice. Um, and I'll, Definitely mention it then. Um, and again, it won it won the Emmy Award. Probably won some other awards. I I didn't look up all the different ones. But what I really wanted to point out is that both Joss Whedon and Christine Sutherland, who plays Joyce, Buffy's mother, mm-hmm. um, have stated publicly that this is their favorite episode of the series. Really? So yeah, it's it's um, definitely one of those that has you know despite the viewing, you know, at the time it's continued to be, and, and those were both fairly recently, like Joss's list only came out like within the last year or two oh, years. Okay. Um, so, I mean, we're, you know, we're talking like, you know, quite a while after the show ended that, that it still continues to be a memorable one. And that's interesting. And Did that... they talk about like, I'm not arguing with them. I'm just curious. Do they talk about their reasons for? Do they mention? Any I mean, without specific... without talking about some of the other episodes that they listed as their there, favorites, yeah. which 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 were you know some of which have not aired yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or I mean, they've aired obviously. Yeah. Some of which we haven't discussed yet yes. in our rewatch. Uh. You know, I don't want to go into too much of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I. I mean, I think just for some of the reasons that we've even talked about already, you know, because it's such a turning point in the relationship between Buffy and Angel, um, you know, because we, we get to sort of ruminate on these questions. Um, and also because it kind of has a pretty satisfying ending, I think to the episode, um, not just, not not just with the kicking of, of the balls, but also with the dealing of the judge and sort of the, the kick. I mean, 
you may have even run across a picture of Buffy holding a bazooka, the bazooka. at some point. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't you know, know that and, I have, but probably it's one of those things that now I'll see that everywhere. <laughs> right. It. I mean, it tends to be one of those sort of iconic yeah. Buffy pictures of her being. Well, just I like the, the badass, up, update you know? from from last season with the crossbow, and now we're sort yeah. of upping the ante. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, a nice little visual joke. Um, it's not exactly Chekhov's bazooka, but <laughs> no. you know, it's, it's, it's close. Um, no, I like that. And I, I like the way, I mean, we were expecting kind of a Macbethian. It didn't quite, it wasn't quite like that. Like it wasn't like a loophole in the language of the prophecy mm-hmm. or anything, but it was a satisfying thing in that we still don't really know that she killed him, but at least he's now right. in so many tiny pieces that he's right. really, really unlikely yeah. to be assembled anytime soon. Right. So compared with the weapons that yeah. they had back when you were last yeah. around, yeah. this this is you were pretty, he and, wasn't accounting for that. Yeah. And I just love that. What's that do? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, like, oh, you're gonna see. No. Well, um, and his delivery yeah, his so delivery it, is so sort of deadpan and blasé and everything like right, everything right. i really like the judge because every i just laugh like his delivery is so different than his appearance and i mean it's like giant mm. and blue and impressive and he just seems so bored with it all <laughs> like mm. even just the way like eh, i can't burn him there's so, no humanity in him he just seems like everything is just a bore yeah. um yeah. so i actually really like the way they played the character it was pretty yeah. funny, yeah. Um, and uh, a good and a good way to solve that problem, I think. Yeah, well, and it, I'd like too that they keep you guessing, right? Because because yeah. at this point you're kind of thinking like, oh, okay, like, and we've been guessing since the beginning of season two, like who's gonna take the place of the master, right? Who's yeah. who's the one, um, you know, to sort of do that? And and at first we thought it was the anointed one, and right. you know, and then 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 we've had you know a few other you know, people come and go and then like, Oh, the judge. Okay. Well judge. He's all right. He's badass. Like, right. you know, he's indestructible even, once he gets to full like, power. Like, a couple of weeks ago, it kind of seemed like it was going to be drew, you know, like she was going to be the like, Oh, drew's back now. It's, but mm-hmm. no, she goes and gets an even bigger villain to come like her right. solutions to go call the judge in. Now the judges exploded. So yeah. So there is this kind of jockeying for, big bad of the season a little bit mm-hmm. which is interesting mm-hmm. is it angel uh, i mean that's a good <laughs> question to ask it it you know it could be we haven't i mean and it's been even in this episode where angelus comes back we don't see him doing all that much right, right. he kind of tortures buffy a bit right. but like he's still sort of in a supporting role right at this point right so but but i'm gonna go with that because what i like okay. about that is that if i'm thinking about it all the different characters who have been sort of um vying for the position of big bad have led a chain reaction to angel because you know the master was sort of they were going to reassemble him in the first episode and buffy sort of aborted that but that kind of leads you to the anointed one who then mm-hmm. gets you know taken over spike deals with him you know so then you've got spike but then spike puts you know makes drew more powerful and then drew brings in the judge and now we've got angel but spike goes into a wheelchair doing that right so like like successively along the way each one is leading to the next one it's sort of like they're tagging handing the baton off like Hmm. all the villains are really other than like the little 
we still have the little villains of the week, you know, like Ted and whatever. But like the big yeah, villain, and, the big villains are Ethan all Rain, sort of connected is, to yeah. each other. Um, yeah, yeah. So I kind of like that theory. Actually, I'm gonna. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'd, I'm gonna stick with that for right now. It's, I I've got some theories for Doctor Who that we have, <laughs> we're gonna talk about in a couple minutes, so that's perfectly fine. Okay. Um, oh man, but we're almost at time, and and like we talked about like we haven't talked about any. Like we haven't talked about characters. Xander and Cordy or Willow and Oz. We talked about Jenny. Okay. Anything else you want to say about Jenny? Uh, no. We talked about Jenny and Giles. I'd rather talk about. The, well, just one thing about Giles. Yeah. You talk, we did talk about the support with regard to Jenny. Yeah. Um, and, and that's great. But, I mean, if you're not, like, on the verge of tearing up at the end there where, <laughs> yeah, no. you know, his, his, his little um, speech to Buffy about yeah. how, you know, she's not going to get any disappointment from him. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's heartwarming, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, it um, is. Well, and that's anyway. why, like, even though... Even even if he ends up being wrong about Jenny's allegiance, um, I still really like. That's why I still really love the fact that he stands with Buffy. Is like it yeah. feels so good to have him totally stand by her a hundred percent. Like even though she, I mean, you know, she totally feels like this is her fault and her, you know, it all has to do with her. To have him just say, you know. No, don't you know? Like obviously, you know, nothing happened. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe it's your nothing, fault. Nothing. Nothing yeah. that happened was because of, you know, her. I mean, only indirectly. Like she had no idea what mm-hmm. would happen, and she's making the best decision she can, and he's totally behind her. So well, and and just even going back to sort of the metaphorical aspect of you know, how true is that of a feeling like, you know. When someone else does something bad, it it's well. What did I do? Why you know? What did I do to make you yeah. do that to me? Right. Like you know what right. did what did I do? Like that's and we don't we don't see Buffy as a victim very often. Yeah. But in that moment, she almost she almost accepts that she she is like yeah. it's or yeah well that it's my fault, but it's it's my fault in a way that well no it's not your fault yeah. and so like what yeah <laughs> you know like but but yeah no giles is and the same sort of thing like you know she's expecting jo- joyce almost says at the beginning you know she doesn't say that she's changed but she almost does like you know mm. you just look yeah, you just look there's you. something and like... you know buffy is waiting for the uncomfortable question to come out of her mouth mm-hmm. and then at the end to have her mom say you know you're older, but you're still the same, you know, now you look the same Buffy at that yeah. point knows she's changed and everything's different, but you know, it's kind of nice to have mom say that, you know, at that point, I think. Yeah. This is, this is the one spot where Joyce's ignorance <laughs> kind of is like in Buffy's right. favor. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't, um, don't question anything. You just be supportive mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We are over, but we, I feel like we have to talk about, the other two couples because this because this is a big episode episode is so much about relationships and and there is a lot that goes on between them um so xander and cordy still kind of you know doing what they do yeah although cordy seems a little bit more interested in relationshipy things like Mm. oh you'd never die for me or 
she's kind of yeah. hinting at talking about do sex or do guns make you think of sex and everything like she's taking right. the conversation in more particular directions i think more than she yeah has. well and it's right and and at first it's sort of based on jealousy right because she's like oh well you'd never yeah um what did she say uh you'd never rescue me or you'd never die for me yeah That's what yeah she and says. he says i might die right. from you <laughs> <laughs> right right it's, it's xander for xander it's still you know you're still the same Cordelia and, yeah. and whatever, like, well, and he even says to Willow, we're just kissing where it's not, it's not a big It's not deal. about like, feelings. It's just about, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, I think we do get from Cordy that sort of wistfulness, like, like not that I think she expects him to die for her, mm-hmm. but it's just that what does Buffy have that I don't right. almost, almost, I mean, it, it's a different way, but it's it's sort of that same thing. Like, you know, what is it about me that makes you not want right, to be with me? Right. Like, like, right. And or which is be what devoted Dan, or to what me. Willow is wondering too. And and it's yeah. right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Willow. Well, all it means is you want to. Be, you'd rather be with someone you hate. Yeah. Than to be with me. Yeah. Like that is crushing. Yeah. Um, to her, and. And of course, I mean, and of course, we understand exactly why Xander hasn't said anything to anyone yeah. <laughs> yet at this point, you know, it, partly because of that. Um, yeah. And we've talked about how Xander sort of keeps Willow on a leash, mm-hmm. um, although that seems like maybe it's changing. Yeah, uh, right. Because Oz said exactly the right thing. So, <laughs> so yeah. he's going to, I think she's only going to start to like Oz more if he keeps talking like that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, go go, Giles and Oz. They they seem to be they are they they seem to be batting well for the men's team. They are this doing episode very well. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know. Then there's Angelus and yeah, all that's that, true. But, that's true. It's good um, we have some. That's good we have some uh, really sensitive, thoughtful men to balance out the misogynists. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, all right. Well, I guess we can't say too much more about about that. But I did want to at least bring that up. Yep. Any anything else before we move on to? I don't think so. Nope. Okay. I think we covered it. Army of Ghosts. Yes. Um, this is an interesting one. So here, um, definitely want to start talking about. Rose, yeah. because well, we get the whole sort of intro mm-hmm. to this, this this setup, the prologue, yeah, whatever you want to call it, yeah, um, yeah, which we don't really she talks get about. very often. Like we have kind of a little voiceover opening, yeah. And Planet Earth, this is where I was born, and this is where I died. Mm-hmm. Very ominous. Mm-hmm. This is the story of how I died. Yeah, she even says. Yeah. So my theory is that Rose is going to die. <laughs> I'm just saying, now, just based on those. how things. did you get now, to that? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, now, how exactly did I get to that? Well, let's see. There was the prophecy <laughs> yeah, a few weeks right. ago, right, with yeah. uh, the beast saying that she would die mm-hmm. in battle. Mm-hmm. Um, seems to be a battle coming yeah. on right, and, and we have soon. A, a title Can, which references an army. Um, there you go. And, um, and battle seems to be breaking out sort of at the end. Or on the verge of Rose, breaking out actually narrating her own death 
seems a little strange, but you know, we're talking fantasy here, right? This could be like a, uh, an American beauty sort of instance, right? Uh Where you get, you, you get the narration of, uh, yeah, you know, the, the afterlife. Um, my secondary theory though, Uh is of course that Jackie is the one they call Rose for much of the episode. Ah, so potentially, but then, but then they kind of, fix that so that 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 was my that was my running theory as i was watching it but then they find rose and realize that she actually is rose not right that, that so like you're that, that maybe Jackie there would have been get a mix killed up. in that but then by some misunderstanding it's it's rose is believed to have rose. died when it's really right Jackie. right mm-hmm. yeah and by whom like maybe the doctor knows that rose didn't really die but maybe Torchwood thinks she right, died or right, something right. you know just so they would leave her alone kind of thing right i don't know and and maybe that's still possibly true without jackie dying or you know mm-hmm. one way or the other so yeah i don't know i mean rose says this is a story of how she died right so i suppose i suppose that could be metaphorical uh-huh. like she she you know died in spirit like this may perhaps we're coming up on now see i was talking to you a little bit because i do have a cognitive dissonance here and we and even just like in the last we were talking about buffy with angel uh where we know that angel goes on to have a whole series about him right um we don't well you don't necessarily know what form that takes yeah Likewise, I know we're coming up on the 50th anniversary episode of Doctor Who, where I happen to know that Billy Piper is returning to the show in some capacity. Right. I don't know what capacity that takes. Right. It could right. be flashbacks. They could be going back to an earlier part in her timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, something, right. It could be a, a, you know, a, a ghost or some sort of vision or... Um, yeah. Like, it could be any number yeah. of things. So it's hard hard to say for definite that I think she's going to die yeah, or that she might die and come back. We saw Buffy die and come back, you know, like, like, you know, it's, it's possible that a similar thing could happen with Rose. Um, so obviously there are, there are many, many interpretations here and I really want to finish this conversation so I can immediately go watch what happens (laughs) next, but let's Stay in the moment and continue talking about this. I know. This, I this guess, is why we do game. not watch ahead because that would no, take all don't. the fun out of this type of and speculation. The, and, and and just for our viewer, our viewers, our listeners' enjoyment, uh, I was particularly tortured this week because we actually had to delay our recording a, a, a few extra days um, for for reasons of neither of us could foresee. But um, it was yes, that was a, a, a particular little bit of torture to uh, yeah not be able to watch that when I was hoping or expecting to have watched it earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, anyway. I mean, it's no spoiler to say, you know, obviously next week is the second half of the story and the season finale. So we're going to find yeah. out exactly what she means by that, you know? So, um, it, it definitely means some sort of change in status for the character, you know? So we're okay. going to, we're going to get to that pretty soon, but yeah. But anyway, so Rose now. Yes. Well, uh, well, so first of all, I, I love the beginning, right? So after sort of the opening monologue, right, they get, they get home and, uh, you know, they, they go in and of course Rose has a big old 
bag of laundry for her mother to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. here, I brought you laundry. Right. So um, she's the, the traveling college <laughs> student coming. This yeah, is what exactly. we all did during college. I know I um, did. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Every chance I could yeah. get. Um, no, but 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 then we get that that uh, little conversation there. Um, I don't remember exactly what point it happens where, but where Jackie says you've changed mm-hmm. so much, and and Rose says for the better, and and uh, I I suppose, yeah, like you know it. She's not convinced, yeah, um, that it is, and 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 she goes on. Um, you know, asking her questions, you know, do you think you'll ever settle down? And there was like, well, the doctor never will. So I never will, you know, very, very, um, into being with the doctor, yeah. which, you know, we knew she was, so that's not a revelation. Yeah. And, and the there. other, well, the other thing in that little prologue is, is the doctor asking, how long are you going to stay with me? And she says forever. Right. So certainly yes, in her yes. mind, this is a permanent, you know, situation. And- and and even just last week, you know, we titled our episode "Never Say Never yeah, Ever." Yeah. Um, you know, because that's what the doctor said to her, and and there was there was that admonition, sort of in a way that he gives her about about not saying, you know, forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and well, and I guess I don't know. You have to wonder, like, why is he asking? her again like that like you know is there is he maybe hoping that he's wrong even you know what i mean like i don't know i i don't know there's a lot of questions that that sort of brings up like is 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 maybe he he just enjoying her youthful exuberance (laughs) you know what i mean like like it, it like she and she seems to believe and and you know as many young people do you know seems to believe that things will never change for the worse mm-hmm. um and that they'll they'll just always be together even though she's met sarah, sarah jane J- yeah jane darn i almost said jean and i <laughs> knew that was going to be wrong i sarah jane yeah um and and saw that and and you can't help but thinking when jackie's talking about in 40 years time 50 years there'll be this woman strange woman walking through the marketplace on some planet a billion miles from earth. She's not Rose Tyler. Not anymore. She's not even human. Like maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe she'll be like Sarah Jane mm-hmm. and maybe she'll just be back on earth and just have grown older mm-hmm. and not have gone on any more adventures with the doctor. So I don't know. I don't know. And maybe, and that's maybe the metaphorical death. If the death is a metaphor. Right. Um, right to go i'm kind of um working on a paper for the myth moot conference right now and it's sort of about dr who and and fairy tales and that's one of the things i'm thinking about is you know that divide between sort of the magical and the mundane and can you at some point it seems that in sort of fairy tales and i think dr who kind of flirts with this idea of can you you can't really have both that there's mm. there's usually some sort of choice between one or the other or you know I, I i've been searching for this quote i know someone said this and not me but darned if i can find it which is that um that the basic idea the fear of you know kind of the fairy tale and going through the portal to the magical world is that if you get in there you might not get back 
but mm. if you come out of it, you you might not get back in. And that yeah. that's the the tension that it's and which one of those is a more terrible fate. Um, so I think that's kind of what this episode is sort of playing with is Rose is sort of determined to stay on the other side of the portal, that that's where she wants mm. to be. But then you've got Jackie worrying about well, you might not come back, you know, um, but Rose yeah. doesn't really seem to want to come back. So I think that that tension between not being able to sort of cross the portal anymore is um, kind of an interesting and sort of tense idea. Right. Right. Well, and it's almost, it's almost sort of a Smith of Wooten major idea. Mm -hmm. Um, You you know, where there comes a point where you have to pass on that ability, that, that right, that privilege even, um, you know, to go into the world of fairy. So um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, but yeah, like when you're young and you've newly acquired that ability, yeah, are you really thinking about it? And it see, I mean, it doesn't seem like Rose is really considering that to be a real possibility that she won't be like, you know, we, we, we got a, a little taste of maybe some self rumination with, when she met Sarah Jane, but not a lot. Like she's pretty much forgotten about that. It seems yeah, at this point, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, she's, she's saying, I'll be with you forever. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll continue going all about everywhere. And even when her mother's talking about, you know, this theoretical woman who's not Rose Tyler anymore, uh, you, you sort of see Rose's eyes gloss over, right? You know, yeah. as many, many, yeah. many of us do when <laughs> parents are talking to us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, and I kind of, and her, and her little smirk to herself when her mom says, you even kind of look like him. And she goes, yeah, I kind of do, don't I? But she's sort of enjoying acquiring her own yeah. role. Yeah, that she gets to yeah. sort of push buttons on the TARDIS and sort of act like the doctor mm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I, it, well. And, and the fact that she goes off on her own, right? So it, it's not like, even with the last, um, not the last episode, but like with Satan Pit, right? So where, where the doctor's trapped down below mm-hmm. and she's determined to go back and save him. In this point, doctor, once again, trapped and her mother yeah. trapped as well. Yeah. Like in Torchwood, what does she do? She doesn't necessarily try to go find them she goes off exploring right (laughs) Right. and that is very doctor like right i mean it's she has his psychic paper she she's the one who's ostensibly at this point in charge of the tardis because she's with the tardis the doctor you know is under guard basically (laughs) you know um and can't get to it so like she she is for all intents and purposes not the doctor but you know very close yeah you know doctors and she even kind of puts on like like, (laughs) she even puts on like a doctor's sort of lab coat and everything yeah 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 um so no that's true and And that's kind of like you get the idea like okay it is really funny when the doctor pulls out jackie and starts teasing her about her age and everything like i think that's really funny (laughs) but also 
it's keeping, it's making sure that Rose is still in the TARDIS because she can keep doing stuff. She can keep investigating. Right. It's saying, like, she's more going to be more useful over there and she can handle it and she's good. And so, yeah. Right. And it's not like he's throwing Jackie to the wolves. Although he he might kind of be okay with, you know, like, (laughs) Putting Jackie in front of the wolves while the wolves grin at her, yeah, you know, exactly. with their big teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but um, make her squirm y- a little y- bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, and, and Jackie, of course, can't even keep her mouth shut. She's like, I think he makes half of it. Yeah, up. you know, like, like it's like, are you? Do you see where you are? Like, you know, are you looking around You've at all of the, the alien TARDIS. technology? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like. And and you even have people verifying there. Oh, you know, you met Queen Victoria when you saw the werewolf, yeah. and she's like, "Well, I think he makes half of it up." Yeah. She just told you you met a werewolf. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I mean the Doctor and Jackie kind of have this sort of good-natured but sort of combative relationship. Like they kind of yeah. are fond of each other. Like I like the moment in the beginning when she kisses him and like makes him give her a hug and he's she's, like she's really fond she's of him. really fond of him and he wants to get out of there but like but also it's like the teasing and the poking and oh he doesn't like it when i know more than him does it and you know so yeah 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 um yeah no you're right they're they're they have a special relationship certainly <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I don't know. I mean, you know, Jackie, Jackie has grown on me a bit yeah. more, I guess, especially, well, and especially with, um, you know, the episode where we saw, uh, uh her and, um, her with Elton and well, everything. Yeah. Elton, yeah. 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 And, 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 and kind of got more of her perspective on, um, you know, again, on, on one who is left behind, um, although left behind in a different way, obviously than Sarah Jane, even yeah. right. Like, so like she never was a companion. Right. She never had that opportunity. Although now she's actually ridden somewhere in the TARDIS, right, even right. though it's just to another spot on her. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, a few blocks away. Like, I, right. like, I don't yeah. know. I don't have a sense of how big, how far. Yeah. Like the other went. side like, of the city or something. Miles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. But oh, sort of going for a trip building. in the TARDIS, you know, Kind of yeah, makes it, yeah. he, she's going along with it. She's kind of acting like the companion a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah, no, the whole, the sort of, the, the confusion, not confusion, but like the, the, you know, her, she doesn't question in any way when the doctor calls her Rose. Right, you she just I mean? goes like, along with it, yeah. She just, she does go along with it, which, which I think is to her credit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't blabber, I'm not. um or anything like that but um you know that goes back even to what i think she was saying about elton you know that she would protect the doctor Mm -hmm. and rose like you know it it, there there does seem to be some consistency there with with her sort of attitude um yeah and you wonder as far as that goes as much as she questions what i guess what i'm trying to say like as much as she questions what the doctor does and does have that like you were saying sort of that you know, nitpicky rapport yeah. with him. Like it's, you know, she does at least in the end, she trusts him. Yeah. Um, and, and is willing to go along with him, even though she might not be totally a hundred percent believing about everything he says and does. Yeah. And even though he's ribbing her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you wonder how much like her, um, what she's saying to Rose about worrying that, she's just going to keep changing and never come back 
you know, has to do with her own feelings of being left behind. Like, she's, you know, yeah. a single mother. You know, she's got... Mm-hmm. Her husband's gone. She has no more children. Even Mickey's gone. So there's, you know, what what is that of her trying to sort of preserve what what family she has left, you know? Yeah. Well, and... And it seems there, there's a little bit that seems even beyond beyond that, because she even talks about um, she says when I'm dead and buried, you won't have any reason to come yeah, back home. Yeah, no, what I mean it's definitely next. also like it's, concern for Rose. It, no, it's not just it, all about herself. Well, it, and not but but it's concern for Rose. Like, I wonder how much she saw Rose, like how much she saw herself in Rose. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Rose as an extension of herself, and so. When she when she says, you know, 40, 50 years down the lane, you'll be some woman who's not Rose Tyler. It's like, well, and you'll also have lost any trace of what I am yeah. that makes you who you are. You know, it, it's not just that that you won't be you. It's that anything that I any part of me that is you yeah. will also be gone. And and I like that. I'm I'm saying this in a way that implies that I think she's more selfish, although I do think. Jackie is somewhat selfish. Like yeah. I definitely think she's self-centered. Um, not, I don't think in a way that's like horrible or anything, yeah. but I think she's, you know, she's a lonely older woman, mm-hmm. you know, who, who is thinking about things like, you know, is anything that I have going to last? Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that that comes across in some of those questions that she, she's asking It's you know, well, I work in a shop. Right. Or, or I've, I've worked in shops, I guess. You know, what's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, Rose is trying to assert her independence, whereas Jackie wants to accentuate their likenesses. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, you know, so. Right, right. I like don't that know. There's like, something I, comforting about Rose's dependence on her a little bit. Um, the dependence yeah. and, and, and the idea that things will continue for Rose as, as, as Jackie has. Been, yeah. has been able to make it yeah you know so um yeah definitely yeah well and you can see that too in sort of the excitement her excitement of what she thinks is the ghost coming back um that that mm, sort of yeah you know nostalgia the connection nostalgia not a good nostalgia like you know she says isn't it beautiful the doctor says i think it's horrific um that yeah. you yeah. know this is not you know, there's a nostalgia which is good and proper, and then there are digging up things which are better left buried, or forcing a regression when there should be a change or a moving on. Um, so her attitude is sort of looking, it's sort of backward looking all around. Um, and she's excited to have the ghost of her father back, you know, mm. without really stopping to think about what that means. Yeah, which obviously we learn later. It's clearly not. It's not even right. You know, right, but the close to her father. But and, the the psychological discussion is interesting. Of if you think ghosts are coming back, how do you react to that, and what does that say about you? You know. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And and there's some implication there that that there's something causing that a little bit too. Like it, um, the doctor says, you know, along the lines of, uh, you know, the more. The more you want it, like the more yeah, the stronger you, it gets. You, and you sense yeah. these, you know, some of it smell or hearing or whatever it is. Yeah, you know that that you think it's 
your relative. Um, and, and clearly Jackie's not the only one who thinks so. No, no, so, no. The, I think it's kind of implied that everybody is experiencing that. That I think he says it's like a psychic link. Like there's some sort of, the stronger mm-hmm. they want it, the more they sort of smell things or sense things. And then like, it just domino effect because the more they feel it, the more they want it. And the stronger the link gets. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, no, it's he. And I think the doctor says, like, you know, they're they're coming through and the human race is hoping and wishing them along. Um, So it's definitely not just Jackie. Yeah. Hmm. Which is interesting when you think about it, because the ghosts end up being the Cybermen Mm -hmm. who don't have emotions. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's the emotional connection there pulling, that's right. helping to pull them through, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a interesting link. Um, but the ghosts, they're everywhere. Yeah. Literally, it seems like. Yeah. And then, oh, the whole world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we kind of were talking a little bit before we started that very specifically it's the the cybermen we met before that these are the ones from the parallel yeah world. the ones we met yeah. a few episodes ago yeah um which i kind of said at the time um kind of makes sense what what could be a rather large coincidence which is that oh the parallel world which is crashing through just happens to be out of billions of parallel worlds happens to be the same one where they went before um you know, and met the Cyberman and where Mickey was left mm-hmm. behind and everything. But actually, I would kind of argue that this episode would be the reason why they fell into that parallel world in the first place. Right. Because it's we, like now we're getting the explanation. For why, and they, even why say they kind started... of fell through a crack. Because Torchwood has apparently for years, I assume, because it's taken them time to build the skyscraper and establish their base there, that this is this whatever this hole in these cracks are, that they've been sort of. Well, experimenting with it for a while. So, that, well, possibly. Although they say the sphere appeared, and that's when the ghost started. Right. Well, I think they say the ghost the started sphere. only to a couple, a couple months like ago. two months ago. Which, but, but which the, would be about the time when they were yes. off in the other right. Right. So, that's true. So I, I think I think it still works. Yeah. But they've I, also, I mean, as far as but would, they've also like, built this tower would... to reach like the rift in that they detected in the fabric of reality. So it seems like they've been experimenting or trying to get there for a while that, you know, but right. in any and, case, and I was just going to yeah. say, I mean, obviously we know Torchwood started, you know, right. In 18 yeah. or whenever, a hundred no, years ago. That, or, right. Yeah. yeah. 200 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, like, obviously we know Torchwood's been around a while, and, and we don't know what their whole plans are or anything yet. Um, and and Rose brings up the Gelth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, asking if it could be them again, which is the last time we saw that rift, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, well, that's the... Well, that's well a I guess, one. no, it's not the last time. We saw it. We saw it one other time after that. And, and that's that's a different rift, though, because that's one that's is specifically rift. in Cardiff, whereas this one is in London. Oh, right. Um, right, right, right. But, yeah, it is. It's a different. It's a different rift. But. Um, OK. But they do. Torchwood is kind of based around these different rifts, it seems, because I think I told you before that the spinoff Torchwood, which we're not going to talk about this week, um, 
has to do with the Cardiff Rift, whereas this is sort of Torchwood, right. Torchwood London, um, which okay. is sort of yeah, just a different office based around. So that it seems like they find these sort of areas of, you know, rift activity and sort of build mm-hmm. their bases around them. Um, so and I mean, definitely, I mean, you know, there's a spinoff, so there's more to be said about what Torchwood is like and its aims and everything. But I mean, th- these finale episodes are really the the wrap-up of the Torchwood sort of arc in immediately in Doctor Who. Like, it, it this, continues to yeah. be a player, but really the, the tease of the season has been, starting with the first mention and then with Queen Victoria, it's been, what is Torchwood? And we're sort of getting the answer to that. So in these episodes, I think we get, like, you know, kind of as much as we ever get about, you know, at least in Doctor Who, about what Torchwood's goals are. I mean, and they kind mm-hmm. of tell you. I mean, they it's it's yeah, they're it's trying to get energy defense. and they're trying to create another British Empire. Well, Although this yeah, one so seems there's to be the kind an of intergalactic a, one. Well, and they're kind <laughs> of are like so. There's sort of two pronged, you know, yeah. efforts. One is protection against alien invasion, you know, and they kind of take that d- definition rather loosely. Um, and mm-hmm. then there's the more aggressive, you know, building of a second British empire, um, which is yeah. more fascist. Ominous. And, and yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and yeah, and you get the, so uh, Yvonne there who says, uh, yeah, well, oh, it's, you know, these are for the good of the Torchwood, not for the general yeah, public. Yeah. It's like, well, but wait a minute, you're trying to get free energy right is that for the general public right. or is that also for, for torture, torture? Right, like yeah, yeah it, it, it you know it's one of those it's like a, a vicious cycle there um yeah I'm not quite sure sure what's going on um yeah um yeah. but we learn i mean we learn that i mean we knew that victoria set it up specifically to keep the doctor out but also more mm-hmm. largely to protect against all you know potentially aliens dangerous and, aliens yeah. but and then we also kind of get the confirmation that it was torchwood that destroyed the sycorax ship um which i think i mean we could pretty much deduce and we right? knew I mean, that i think at the time yeah. we, you weren't quite sure what that meant whether torchwood was the weapon or whether it was a group of people or whatever so now we're kind of mm-hmm. seeing that it's sort of an underground organization that only certain people in the government. Yeah, it's a even, black ops. Yeah, and only, yeah. It, like, Harriet, who's the prime minister, only knows about them. Like, she's not really supposed to know about them. Right, which, I know I'm not supposed to know, but yeah. tell them to tell get ready Tell them to get ready anyway. Yeah. So it's not even, it's not even, like, an officially government-sanctioned operation. It's sort of operating, or if it is, it's not known to everybody within yeah, the government. Yeah, it's an off-the-books. Yeah. Right, right. So that's sort of the basic premise um, for, for yeah. you it's know. It's like Men in Black, you know. They finance exactly their operations like, through yep. uh, alien technology, you know. Yeah, but. right. But then they also are shooting down, you know, ships which they don't know anything about. Just sort of, yeah, you know, Willy-nilly. just because, you know. It's, it violated our Earth space. So that's about all it takes to warrant getting shot down by Torchwood. Mm. So they're not particularly discriminating. They have a motto. If it's alien, it's ours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
Well, and and so we get this sphere, mm-hmm. <laughs> which they're poking and prodding, trying to open it up, right? Yeah. And and we get, yeah, the doctor, no, <laughs> don't open it <laughs> this up. This is Send a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah. To you know where you go, and I, you know. <laughs> And I guess just even, you know, they have that same attitude towards the doctor, right? Well, first of all, he's basically under house arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll make you comfortable, they tell yeah. him. Uh, you know, but he's basically under house arrest. And and it's, all, it's interesting to me because, like, the people that we've run into who seem to know who the doctor is mm-hmm. never seem to appreciate the ability that he <laughs> right. is supposed to have. Right. So it's right. like, yeah. like, you know of the doctor, you know he's been around, you know what he's done, presumably, or at least some of the things that he's done. Why would you not listen to him? Yeah. Why Right, and that's clearly an why, they, why they brought him here, was so that he could tell them about this fear. Well, but, I mean, isn't that human nature, is to sort of want to know everything and then to sort of, blindly ignore what you know to be true and forge ahead and do what anyway. You want anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's kind of yeah. what the doctor says is you find this hole, you know what it does, but nah, let's make it bigger. And you know, that seems yeah. actually kind of like what people do. Um, yeah. You know, is continue to do things which they know are dangerous and risky. And yeah, I mean, but definitely. I mean, I kind of like how unconcerned the doctor is about the fact that he is under house arrest. Because it's like, you know, he knows I can get out of here anytime I want to, really. Right. Like, right. you know, I kind of came to you and I'm pretty sure if I want to fly away, I can figure that out. It's just about he's here to help them not right. like completely destroy the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he only stays because he sees what they're doing yeah. and is is trying to get them to stop yeah um yeah no i mean and and he has that comment oh you'll never get in the tardis and she's like oh we will we will you know she doesn't say that but you kind of get the sense of you know the way she looks at him like oh we'll get into the tardis yeah. no problem but yeah and, yeah and it's interesting what you say about they know about him because i think that is interesting that i mean clearly he's in he has mythological weight sort of in their own organization that they've been reading about mm-hmm. him in the Torchwood archives, you know, forever. Yeah, so they're, they're ultra tech. Clients. Yeah. But, um, but other than that, I mean, mostly he kind of arrives in places where he's sort of unknown, um, and sort of helps in a situation and people don't necessarily know about him. Mm-hmm. And I won't say that that changes, but I think as we go on the idea of the doctor's reputation becomes a higher factor. Um, okay. So that's kind of that. I think that kind of looks forward to some stories further down the road of, you yeah. know, people were the idea that people around the universe have heard about him and what do they know about him and what do they think? And so mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting, as, as opposed to other, other time Lords that perhaps had traveled at some point, they don't seem to know about them. Like, do we um, ever get any of that kind of thing? Well, or, I mean, or do we, we, we definitely meet people who have heard of Time Lords. I don't know that we okay. get so much of an idea of what are the specific, specific ones. ones. Or, um, yeah. But, I mean, we definitely get people who have heard of Time Lords. And occasionally you get people who, you know, and I think more, like I said, as we go on, the idea that maybe the Doctor himself is uh, 
some you know kind of arouse some attention a special case yeah yeah okay interesting so Hmm. where to go to next well yeah i guess i mean so we kind of get multiple monsters of the week right so we have (laughs) we have the cybermen who are the ghosts, but then obviously we learn they're the Cybermen. But then there's the sphere that we assume is associated with the Cybermen. Yes. And yes. and that's obviously the direction they lead us. And even Mickey, um, when we oh Mickey, we have to talk about yeah, him we do. perhaps. Um you know, when he's standing there with his big gun mm-hmm. and you know, looking at it, he he you know, it's funny, I didn't catch this until my second watch through, but he talks about what might be in the sphere, right? And he's like, I, you know, it might be, you know, the Dalek leader or the emperor or something, or you know, says, which like, of cyber course, leader, like he thinks he assumes yeah, it's like the cyber leader, or cyber king, whatever, like the yeah, leader yeah, of the cyber yeah. Um, and of course, we've seen the Dalek emperor yeah. already. Um, and well, then it opens. And we see it's Daleks. It is Daleks. So that is um, unexpected. (laughs) Uh, And so we have Daleks on one side and we have Cybermen on the other. Uh And I believe I texted you, what a pickle, (laughs) Uh, you know, that that they are in now. Um, And so I have a theory about that, too. Okay. Because now we have... We know the Daleks have removed everything except for the emotion of hate. Uh-huh. And the Cybermen have moved all removed all of their emotions. Uh-huh. So it feels to me like these two creatures are explicitly at odds with each other. Uh-huh. So are we going to get a situation in which now the humans are able to sort of slip through uh-huh. because they end up fighting each other? Right. <laughs> Because I think I think sort of the implication is, oh, you know, two enemies of the doctor, like the doctor and his companions are screwed. Yeah. But maybe they're enemies of each other. Right, right, right. As well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe that. they're they're completely um, incompatible, yeah. you know, with each other. So so they end up fighting. Right. Amongst each other. That is a very good theory. Um, and well, the one thing I will say is that this is. It seems like an obvious thing to do, but this is the first time in the history of the show that they've been on in the same episode, that they yeah. went the whole time. Okay. And it seems like, I think Russell Davis was saying, like, this is exactly what an eight-year-old would do, which is take its two favorite <laughs> monsters. And, and right. I, think, right. I think David Tennant and, said and something put them similar. Like, like, I pretty much used to write stories about this when I was six years old, was like... Daleks and Cybermen. <laughs> of course, they have to be together. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so, how they react to each other. I actually other. wrote this script. When exactly. I was like, like seven. I had this yeah, idea. No. Like, you know. It's been sitting in my shoebox under my bed. I had bed. this idea 25 years ago. Um, yeah. But, so, no, I mean, I won't. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to the viewing. To, to what, you yeah, know, but we, I, we're going to. Like another 15 minutes here. You got, you got it. So, you'll it, see, so, yeah. um, you know. Very. I mean, we know that the Cybermen say that we didn't build the sphere, so at the very least, we can infer that um, they didn't know that um, the Daleks were inside. Um, 
So, yeah. so they're not necessarily working together. Um, no, no, we don't get the sense that they're working together at but all. But whether they, whether they it, go it's on, an opportunity. But whether they go on to become allies or enemies, you'll you'll find out very soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I will. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, the whole the concept of the sphere is, of course, interesting as well. So we get. Um, the doctors, we get more of an explanation of, of, of sort of the universe or the multiverse of Doctor Who, um, you know, being these stacked sort of realities, uh, with the void or hell or, or whatever, um, <laughs> the, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, in between them. And then this ship that, apparently is not supposed to be able to exist, but somehow does yeah. uh, to, to transport Daleks apparently. And so the question becomes, did the Daleks create the ship or, right? you know, and is that how they were able to survive the time war? Cause we don't, we still don't really know how that happened. We just know that it did happen and that. Right. And that seems the, like a reasonable, emperor, because we know that Rose, as far as we knew up to this point, uh, destroyed all the Daleks in existence that we knew of, which she sort of finished off, you mm -hmm. know, the race. But, yeah, but, I mean, the, the Doctor kind of says, if you're in this ship and in the void, everything could pass you by. He says, like, the Big Bang, the end of the universe, the start of the next, it would just pass yeah, you by. So, so that seems like a good place to hide. <laughs> if, yeah, like, you're, it, it, well, exactly. If you're I was going just thinking, through like, genocide, a, that seems like a really great hiding place. A, re, a reserve unit, you know, yeah. standing in the, the copse of trees over there yeah. is kind of the, you know. Um, anyway, the yeah, so I, you know, I interesting and of course then we get the cybermen coming through bleeding through mm -hmm. or however you want to call it um which makes you wonder how good has mickey and team been doing over in their other right <laughs> universe so so is he the only one who made it across i imagine uh because he had a partner last time we saw we, him they were in a white van going going to paris that, that question will be answered uh next week. okay yeah well that's fine um yeah, so I mean, he's either. Yeah, no, I'm just. Yeah. These are just questions I have. Yeah. So if if you choose not to answer, that's fine. <laughs> uh, no, and I, I don't necessarily expect you to answer. I'm just sort of ruminating here. They, they um, will address the question of Mickey's apparent aloneness in the next, you know, in the next episode. Okay. So. Um. That's not just going to left be left sort of un. Yeah. Unstated. Yeah, well, and so, and there's a lot of questions, like, you know, how does Mickey get back if he's not in the sphere itself and he's not a ghost? Right. Like, how did he get through? Um, right. You know, clearly he's, it seems like he's been there for a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Or was it, or was he psychic, psychically disguising himself somehow? Which wouldn't necessarily make sense if they had psychic training. Right. So I don't know, you know, it's, there's, there's a few questions there and how did he get the gun in there? Um, yeah. you know, beforehand, but anyway. Well, at the, uh, at the very least, he, I think he wanted to talk about this. He does seem a little bit more, I well, I won't say how he seems, but he seems different. He does seem to different. how he was no, before. So, so here, here's the things that I noticed is that 
He barely looks at. I know. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can take that in a bad way, but like, I mean, he does acknowledge her. Like, I don't yeah. mean to say like he ignores her and he acknowledges her, acknowledges her, he talks to her, he does glance at her, but his focus, everything that he's done up until this point, has been to follow Rose. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with the exception of his decision to leave, you know, or to stay behind. Yeah. Um, last time we saw him. Yeah. Everything he's done at this point is with, with a view to Rose. Yeah. To get her to notice him or acknowledge him or be with him or whatever. Yeah. This time, he's there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. He knows his purpose. He's seems genuinely glad to see Rose, mm-hmm. uh, but is not distracted by her, right. certainly in the way that he has been before. Right. And, and... Um, other than a few glances, he stays focused on that sphere. Like that's the important thing. He's man on a mission. Yeah. You know, definitely. No. And Um, I think we're definitely supposed to get that idea that, you know, I think they will address in the next episode, how long it's been since he's, I think it's been longer for him than it's been. For okay, her. so there's some, there's time, some time. I mean, not distortion like not on. like ten years, but maybe like a, a longer, maybe like I, I can't remember exactly, or, but yeah. like a couple of years, maybe. So okay, we're supposed okay. to get that idea that he's definitely moved on and is, um, but like in a good way, in a way that isn't, you know, he's not, right. he's no longer gonna like sort of, actually moved on this time, yes, not like. Yeah. No, really, I've moved on. I've moved on. Can I come with Yeah. <laughs> no, like, actually, yeah, exactly what you said. Like, I think everything you're noticing is what we're meant to notice, that there's yeah. a qualitative difference, and he's definitely not going to be as distracted. Um, yeah, like, he mm-hmm. basically is looking at the sphere, and he says, yeah, it's good to see you, too. Like, yeah, it's nice to see you, but whatever, kind of. Like, that's but not why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so um, it it is a different Mickey that we've met, which is for the better, I think. And I could hear uh, the, uh, the actor is one of the people doing the commentary for this episode, and you can hear the, Mickey. Um, so you can definitely hear the actor's excitement when he talks. He's like, look at him. He doesn't care. He's so excited to be playing a character who's like <laughs> not mooning over yeah. the girl. So yeah. um yeah. I think that's definitely, we're meant to see, like, a lot of, in that time gap, there's been a significant change to the character. Right. Very cool. Very well. Cool. Well, well, what else, was there anything else um, you wanted to make sure we talked about anything here? Anything else? Let's see. Uh, I think we hit everything. Oh. Oh, okay. I think. All I wanted to say is I did notice, and this is this is one of those terms. So, like, with Buffy, we talked about the term Scoobies mm-hmm. having, like, you had heard that before. Yeah. Alonzi. <laughs> Alonzi. Is, is Alonzi, Alonzi or whatever, however you pronounce yeah. it, is definitely something that I've seen in relation to Doctor yeah. Who. This is the first time I've noticed yeah. it. So am I, am I right in saying this is the first yeah. episode where we get that? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it becomes a recurring catchphrase. It is. It or, is or something of. It is something of a catchphrase, and um, and it means let's go. It's French for let's go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, yeah. No, that is definitely a tenth doc. Just like with the ninth doctor, you get fantastic. 
This is sort okay. of the Tenth Doctor's version of fantastic. This is the thing he says. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the other thing which is in this episode, which is another one of those Doctor-specific icons, is the, the 3D glasses. Um, you see that a lot with the Tenth <laughs> yeah. Doctor. You get okay. a lot of, like you know, posters and fan arts that. with the 10th, with the 10th doctor, you get him in the 3d glasses. Okay. Um, which yeah, I don't, well, he he'll explain that a little bit better. Okay. And there is a reason, there say, is a reason he, for the 3d glasses, but we haven't seen him in those before. No, right? we haven't before no. this episode. Okay. No. I was going to say, cause like that seemed kind of weird and I was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like I assumed there was some sort of technical purpose behind his doing that. Right. Right. You know. Um, yeah. Anyway. No, well, he'll, he will go into that a little bit more next time. Okay. Yeah, so well, two, I, yeah, I was so two, two definite, like, iconic Tenth Doctor things that get sort of okay. introduced here. Interesting that they come in at sort of the end of the season. Yeah. But I guess because he's over multiple seasons, he has sort of the ability to do that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, well, all right. All right. I don't know how long he's. <laughs> he he's could regenerate in the next episode, for all you know, Curtis. No, I I know he's more than one season. Okay. I know that much. Okay. I'm pretty confident of that. <laughs> anyway, now you have me second guessing myself. You think myself, you know but... that, but now you don't know what you know. No, <laughs> yeah, I knew there was something. I didn't know <laughs> what it was, but anyway, okay. Well, I think that wraps it up then thank you all for listening and we will talk to you again next week all right see you for the finale of dr for who the finale that's right oh we'll not have quite a the special finale of buffy but we'll we'll have a special expanded version for for our doctor who discussion anyway right. so all right see you then